welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and the doubters who doubted Dave's predictions for months and months. How dare you? <laughs> it is episode 116 of Eat Sleep Podcast, repeat FM 99 and the Foxes. First and only wrestling podcast. That will be true always. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are a wrestling podcast. It's for Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat. I am Sean Hood. That is Dave Taylor. Yeah, hey, welcome back, Luke. And we uh, <laughs> we talk all things wrestling. Uh, this week, we're going to be diving into King of the Ring, at least the, the results from it, and uh, the Clash of Champions. We'll talk about that as well. But first, got some business to do. There's lots of ways to find the podcast. You can go to FM99.com or 1069thefox.com. Click on the media tab right there under that says ESPR. Links you to our most recent episode and our SoundCloud page where we have all of our episodes for you. Plus, you can find us on most of your major podcasting apps. Just search ESPR Wrestling and you should be able to find us. Give us a five-star rating and a review. And, of course, subscribe, please. It sounds silly to give us that five-star rating and a review like when we ask for it every week. But seriously, it helps us because it's like any other form of uh, like uh, like marketing or social media or advertising on the Internet. People have to interact with you for other people to see it. So the more five-star ratings and reviews, that's key. you got to leave a review with it, too. Even if it's just a thumbs up or something like that, you got to leave something. And that helps us get in front of more eyes on these different podcasting apps. You, you know what we should do? And I, I've been thinking about this. No. Is, is that, uh, okay, I'm just throwing this out there. Okay. Is that, like, sometimes, like, these videos are done where it's, like, a compilation video. And, like, it's almost like there's always a mistaken one. Like, I'm going to throw out, like, what culture... Because they always do their, their 10 things in WWE, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but there's always, like, one fact that's, like, not right in there. Like, I don't know if it's on purpose or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes I, the conspiracy in me says it is. Right. Because then people will comment and say, oh, that's not right. That's very true. This. That's and very then, true. And, and then, did you know this? And then it just comments, and then it just it goes up, and people view it. So Did you know CM Punk was born Margaret? There you go. There's your, uh, there's oh, your wrong fact of the week. But again, uh, five-star rating and review helps us very, very much. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, and, of course, you can interact with us lots of ways. Facebook.com slash ESPR99 on the Twitter at ESPR99 and of ESPR at FM99.com to send us an email. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, but without further ado, I say we hit the music and get right on into, well, really, I think this week we'll just start King of the Ring. And get that out of the way real fast. Yeah, yeah, because we thought it was going to be a Clash of the Champions. So forget the music we, we just... Do you want some royal let's music? Let's do some royal music. Let's do something like that. Let's regal, if you will. Not William, but... Yeah. Um, so, King of the Ring has concluded this year. A uh, tournament was meh. What? I thought it was there one was of the better... There was some decent stuff. There was some decent stuff, but I mean, it wasn't great. I thought it was one of the better wrestled tournaments that they've done for King of the Ring. I think once we, especially once we got towards the end, the answer to that is yes. Uh, there was some really good stuff. I think really, as mad as a lot of people were about this, I think that this was a great showcase for Baron Corbin. It First was, of all, he stopped dressing like a Friday's manager. Yeah, it was almost like a redemption tour. Yeah. Uh, he still wears like pants and a t-shirt, but whatever. I can get past that. Yeah. Dean Ambrose did that forever, and we loved him. <laughs> so let's just, you know, that's fine. As long as he doesn't dress like a Denny's waiter or something, but, but It's fine. like he went away after uh, the Extreme Rules yeah. and came back and, like... And he had well-wrestled matches through this yeah, whole thing. I, he did very well. The Chad Gable match? Well, I mean, Chad Gable, was, I'm convinced was, I'm convinced that Chad Gable is the second coming of Kurt Angle. Yeah. That guy, I mean, and I don't even mean that with the comparisons as far as his, his background or the America thing. None of that. I just mean that this guy is so good and so crisp, and he can make everybody look good if they give him time to work. Yeah. That this guy is amazing. And I thought he was, I was a good tag team wrestler, and I thought I enjoyed his matches with Sheldon Benjamin and Jason yep. Jordan. Yep. 
I will say this. He's got to be the one guy who comes out to like zero pop, and then at the end of the night, everybody loves him. <laughs> Which kills me, because every night, shouldn't he have earned the pop next time? But nobody yeah. does it. I don't understand. Yeah. We, one we, thing he needs, I, he needs new music. Uh, he needs more time to establish a character outside of the pouty face. Yeah. That's almost all we saw through this whole tournament was him just making pouty faces when people called him little. Yeah, you're short. Yeah, short jokes. Yeah. Come that, on. That did a lot of good for him, didn't it? Yeah. Um, he, but I mean, he looked fantastic through this tournament. He was great. Uh, he and Corbin had a really good match and, uh, Baron Corbin is your King of the Ring, which I called weeks ago. You, you, you did. I don't know if you said it on the air, but I'm gonna give you credit. I called it weeks ago. I said, I, I said, Baron Corbin is winning this thing. I mean, when it was still all the brackets, I knew Corbin was winning because there was no chance he wasn't. I wanted Drew McIntyre to win. See, that's what I thought when they initially did. It's like it would be good for Drew to step up and give him this because they. But I knew it'd be Baron because it was the le- it was the the last person anybody <laughs> wanted to win, um, and he won. And really, I feel like it was a smart move because this gives him something to brag about, and he looked good throughout the tournament. Yeah. So it wasn't like some some stupid battle royal that means nothing that you know he didn't really get to shine in. This is singles matches, and he looked good in them. That the Chad Gable match was. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the best matches the, we've the had. The three-way with Joe and Ricochet. That was great, too. It was great. Yeah. yeah. I, it was, I mean, he, he has been pulling his weight through this tournament and looking good. Yeah. So, you know, good for him. I hope, I hope this is the kickoff to bigger and better things from him. Clearly, it looks like we might get a feud between Chad Gable and uh, Baron Corbin I, as a result. I just, is something wrong in the universe because we are praising Baron Corbin? I've, I've <laughs> always wanted to give this guy credit. Um, he's been saddled with really bad stories and gimmicks and – and uh, he was born Corbin for a long time when he was in. And I, but I blame a lot of that on his writing and the way he was presented, because when he was in NXT, I loved the dude. Uh, you know, he granted he came out and had a lot of squash matches. Yeah. But I loved him when he was in NXT. I thought the dude was cool. Then they brought him up and just every they see they have this problem. They bring people up from NXT and everything that you liked about him in NXT is gone. Yeah. Like we're done with that. We're moving on. Um, yeah, it takes a while to find that again. Yeah, if you ever do, you know, like like Kevin if you Owens, ever do, you know, like it, it was there, then it's Apollo not, Cruz, and then it's there, and it's not. Yeah, I mean, let's let's be who. Uh, by the way, Apollo Cruz randomly showed up at NXT a little while back, yeah. like <laughs> acting like he was back in NXT, which was great, and then he disappeared again. Yeah, uh, t- Tyler Breeze. Ty- well, he's wrestled a couple times. He's okay, tagged okay, with Fandango right. a couple of times, yeah. and uh, they seem to be re kind of establishing themselves in the yeah. tag division, which they is fine. Yeah. And now with NXT moving up to a main roster program. That makes sense in this, in the sense that guys moving to NXT doesn't feel like a demotion anymore. Yeah. I we will. The funny part here is I remember when it was when it was WWE uh, Raw SmackDown and ECW. Yeah, and ECW felt like a step down, even though it was on network television. It was on that network, but it was on Sci Fi. Yeah, um, yeah. I I, I kind of enjoyed it because I, to me it was giving guys like a chance I normally got to see. Sometimes the storylines were goofy. Oh, uh, hold on. WWE ECW was terrible, Dave. It was awful. <laughs> There was nothing good on that show. But, but I always felt like every time they got momentum, like bad things would happen. Because the, like, dude, like their Rock- first pay per view is is universally called like the worst yeah. pay per view ever. Like de- December to dismember yeah, is that yeah. what it was called? It was yeah, awful. Or that was the last Horrible. one. Yeah. Well, but, it was their only one, I think. But I'm thinking like of like um, you know like the big show coming in. I thought was kind of kind of cool. But then like okay, Tom, you know, not Tommy Dreamer. Um, Rob Van Dam, you know, gets the title, and then he gets to you know he's a, uh, beats John Cena, and, and then he gets you know busted. And stuff, and I thought, yeah, like, he and Sabu got busted, yeah. which that was a problem. The whole idea was snake bit from the beginning. I mean, it was yeah, never going to work. Was. You couldn't make there's you can't make a WWE version of ECW work. It, they're just too too different. No. Um, Sandman described it perfectly. He was doing an interview and he talked about how the first night they've got him against the zombie. Okay, 
and that was a network call. They wanted to they we had to fit in the sci-fi type stuff and everything. And Sandman said he looked at it and he said, "What the f- is this?" And he knew right then this was never going to yeah. work. And he was right. It was an indicator of how it was going to be handled. Um, they tried to have a vampire. They tried. I mean, it was a ton uh, of Ke- nonsense. Kevin Thorne's character was pretty cool, though. I, 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 was I, he though, or was he just a vampire, to, Dave? Well, I mean, they could have brought Gangrel, Gangrel back. Did anybody ever really care about Gangrel, or did we care about Gangrel because he had Edge and Christian? Well, he had the cool entrance. Yeah, he had the cool entrance, but outside of that, did we care? He was. He was. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he was a horrible wrestler or anything, but he wasn't a great wrestler. Well, compared to the other guys no, in the brood, no. Yeah, I mean, come on. But in any event, um, this this <laughs> doesn't feel that way to me. NXT feels like its own separate brand, yeah. which feels important well, at I this think, point. Well, I think part of it is because it's not at, you know, they're not taping it after Raw or SmackDown when you've already That's seen another thing too, two yeah. hours of wrestling and you're like, uh, okay, because well, we went, we didn't address this because because this is the timing of the shows. Because we went to SmackDown a couple of weeks ago, yeah, and uh, like two hundred five live was afterwards. There is no word when you're watching that show that two hundred five. Oh, they live never is said coming. a thing. They yeah. never told you hang around after the main event for two hundred five live. Never. No promos. No anything. The, the build it up. And I'm sorry if it's me. I do two hundred five live first. I'm the, not which, doing that which, after. Which, which surprised me. They never done that because. Yeah. Because some of that, that, now, that wrestling? I, I, but the, the problem is, I understand this. Okay, you get to the end of that three-hour thing, yeah. and you're exhausted, and so nobody, even the people who are there aren't really reacting for 205 Live. I get that. So they don't want that to happen to SmackDown's main event, where if they did 205 Live first, you'd be exhausted yeah. by the time we got to the main event. I understand that, but I hate it. I hate it, Dave. Because the wrestling, because I, I suck around. I, you, you had to get up like ridiculously early, so you couldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, no, I got out of there. <laughs> but but the, the wrestling was amazing. I mean, yeah. I mean, with uh, Lindsay Dorado uh, fighting, and, and it was like, man, like they're the, uh, all the guys on there are great. Yeah, they just don't get a chance yeah. to really do but, anything. But, but now, I mean, I think they're going to be a part of two hundred five. They are I mean, falling NXT, more into I mean, that uh, you know. NXT. They on this on the most recent this e- the episode that kind of debuted yeah. on the USA Network, which was half and half. It was half on USA, half on the network. Um, and they're doing that next week as well, but that's it. After yeah. that, it's all in USA, and that's only because they have two more episodes of Suits to air on USA in that time slot before yeah. they can put NXT in it. Um, in any event, they had a number one contender for the cruiserweight title match. It was uh, uh, Leo Rush and um, Lone or only Lorkin, only Lorkin, uh, and it was a really good match. It was yeah. a really, really good match. If you didn't watch that episode of NXT, I recommend going out of your way to see it. But uh, we're not talking about NXT. We're talking about nope. King of the Ring. We got sidetracked. Yeah. King of the Ring again. Corbin, I think the right call. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gable still needs to establish himself. I think it was too early for him to do that. But, but Gable is the guy I think that's going to be the underdog you want to cheer for. Uh, that's the smart way to use this. And, and hopefully, like, he can come out to a pop. Because it's like him and, like, Cedric Alexander, who are like, eh, and then all of a sudden, like, it's like, holy crap, this guy is great. But, you know, but but it's also, if, like, the casuals, and you haven't been watching every week, yeah. you don't really know Chad Gable. I mean, Barry exactly. Corbin's been around for a couple of years now. Where you're like, oh, you're okay. a little more familiar with who that guy is. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. Um, but so that was King of the Ring uh, overall. Not a bad King of the Ring tournament. No, um, but you said you I, said meh earlier. So yeah, I, because I it, here's, no, 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 no. The wrestling was fine. My problem with it is the tournament didn't feel like it meant crap. Everything was kind of like here's King of the Ring match. There well, was no real like there was no real effort to make it feel hugely important. No, because they didn't promo. It's like you, you know, like hey, yeah. you know, tonight King of the Ring. Yeah, they didn't know. do anything to make yeah. it feel important. They just felt like matches on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, yeah, and then that we, we just happened to say, Shane, oh, by the way, it's for the King of the Ring. Well, when Shane McMahon gets involved, and you're like, well, you know, which, uh, we'll tell with that anyway. 
I, I, mean, I don't know. I, I think they wanted them on TV, and it, it, it did give Gable a win at least. Which was yeah, and it made Owens look like a goon. That was the whole thing was stupid. The whole thing that, was stupid. that part. They have managed to really successfully cool off Owens, and I'm yeah. really angry about it. But I'm not going to get into that right now. All right, so we're going to take a break right quick, and then when we come back, we are going to dive into the uh, Clash of Champions. Almost called the King of Champions, but no. <laughs> Clash of Champions, and it's coming up, so stick around. Remember to contact the guys at ESPR at FM99.com with all your comments, topics, and thoughts. But please, keep the fan fiction to yourselves. You can also follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Just search ESPR99. And we're back here on East Street Podcast Repeat, episode 116. We are t- it's time, Dave. It is time. It is time. It is time. It's time. It's Anyways, episode 116, we are going to review Clash of Champions 2019. A couple of pre-show matches. Uh, Drew Gulak is the uh, Cruiserweight Championship match defending against Humberto Carrillo and Lince Dorado. You know, it was good and it was sloppy at times. Yeah, it wasn't perfect, but I thought it was it was a fun opening, you know, it, opening it, match. It was, it yeah. was, and, and you know, I I hope they could showcase Lince more. I mean, I, we know we know what the I other love guys. Lince Dorado. We know what yeah. the other guys can do. Uh, Humberto has come a long way, by the way. Yes, from from when he first debuted, because yes. he, he's one of the bigger two hundred five guys. But uh, but Drew picking up the win. Um, I thought maybe Dorado was going to win just to kind of so they could have a lucha house party. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you suggest that? Uh, the next match, which uh, I think they like ran out of time because uh, they rushed to this. AJ Styles defeating Cedric Alexander. I don't think they. I don't think they ran out of time. I think that was their plan, this, and this it was squash, awful. Just squash him. The sheer fact. First of all, you put AJ Styles in the United States Championship on the pre-show. Yeah, I was so like, what? don't tell me right away that they had a good. They had a plan because they didn't because that was no. stupid in general. Yeah. Um, and they just made Cedric look, look terrible in that yeah, match. That, came, came that match did school. nobody any favors. No. Uh, that's a dud in my book. No, don't yeah. get me wrong. Both guys worked hard. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. This isn't on them. This is the placement of the match, how it was laid out, and, the sh- again, the pre-show. I understand somebody's got to be on there. Yeah. But a- this match, but AJ Styles has been featured week after week after week, and then he's on the pre-show. Yeah, and I, I just felt like it was rushed because it's like and because it did- you had, you had uh, you know, the, the other guys come out the end, and then it's like, okay, we got to go to, uh, you know, the beginning of the show, and it's like, oh, crap. They did nothing to establish anybody as any kind of dom- – like, it, it didn't. It really didn't make AJ look any better ever, no. and Cedric looked terrible. He looked like he was out of his league. Yeah, I thought it was okay for AJ just because it was like a convincing win, but it did no favors for. But Cedric. he doesn't need that. No. Not, not especially no, like not against Cedric in a program they've been building for a few weeks. Like that makes no sense. That's the sort of match you give me on Monday Night Raw when you just want to build him up. Yeah, leading to a pay per view. This isn't the pay per view. Like that was. It was bad. I didn't like it. Uh, all right, so they started off Clash Champions with the tag match, which makes sense because they pretty much told you what the main event was going to be. And then Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler defeating Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. It's weird because this match was just under 10 minutes, but it felt like it went fi- went by so fast. It did feel like it went by fast. Um, which I is- mean, it was fine. The match the match itself was good. Everybody did a good job. Yeah. Uh, the ending made Braun kind of look like a, a doofus, which uh-huh. I saw coming, unfortunately, from a mile away because they don't – it doesn't seem like they have an understanding right now of how to get through these kind of like screwy finishes. Yeah. Without making somebody look stupid. Like, somebody has... I, I always go back to... This is one of the things that I always think of. When... Uh, was it when he... I think it was when Razor Ramon lost a 1-2-3 kid, right? Yeah, yeah. On, uh, on Nitro. and Raw. Raw, yeah. raw excuse me. I'm got that backwards. <laughs> uh, in any event, and he stands up, and this is right before 1-2-3 kid hits him with that moonsault when yeah. he's standing up, right? Razor has to turn around 
and one, two, three kid's not ready yet. So he has to wave his arms around in front of him like he's walking like a stumbling mummy or something for several seconds, waiting for one, two, three kid to jump. And it is the doofiest looking thing in the world. It makes him look like an idiot for not getting out of the way. I hated that when I was a kid, and I hate it to this day. I didn't like that finish because of that. Now, because my whole thought process the whole time was, move! Like, it just it was so mm-hmm. obvious. In this same vein, this is it seems like they have that problem now. They can't get themselves through any of these finishes without making somebody look stupid to get there. And it drives me insane because, yet again, it doesn't help anyone. It, it didn't help in this match. I, I disagree about the Razor Kid thing. You're wrong. <laughs> I mean, clearly it worked for one, two, three, kid. But well, sometimes because it's the selling of you know the whatever. But like, oh no, I get selling. Dave, go back and watch it again. I think you've forgotten what actually what it looks like. Because he's not selling. He gets up and turns well, he, around he, and goes, he, "Oh, I'm going to reach at him. I'm going to reach at him. I'm going to reach at him." But I'm not going to walk forward. I, I, I looked at like he was like I was like stunned from the movie. I, I remember watching it I live see, with my dad. But again, I've seen people be stunned. That's not stunned. That's like I'm standing here waiting, waiting, waiting. Waiting, waiting, and then he jumps. Have you not? We've, we we watch wrestling for the past forty years. It's never the only time that's ever happened. No, I just go back to that one because that was one of the first times I saw it in a wrestling match and went, "That was dumb," because it made the guy look stupid. I hate moments like that. Like I and I get it. It's it's guys got to set up and you got to do it safe. I understand yeah, that. I completely yeah. get it. Get but it made. But he looked so dumb doing that. And it's like, and I I always get angry when I see those kind of moments because it insults the viewer's intelligence because. I'm supposed to buy that this guy who's a trained professional wouldn't see this dude coming at him or in any of these situations, wouldn't see what's going on and not do that dumb thing. You know, come on, come on. In any event, uh, the match was, again, the match was, was fine. The ending kind of annoyed me. Yeah, but, but we knew this was the ending we were going to get. I mean, if you're going to put two random guys together for whatever reason, mm-hmm. um, give us something to do. So the, uh, the next match, um, another short match, but uh, Bailey defeating Charlotte Flair. Kind of like using like an old flare tactic, if you will. Yeah, a little bit. Turnbuckle, but I was like, "That's it." This match even go four minutes. They never really got it going. No. Yeah, I'm. I'm. They never really got it going. It was disappointing, which uh, is a little. It's a little bit of a shame. Well, unless it's like setting up like for a rematch or whatever. Oh, I get it, but but I I feel like the match could have been a little better before we got there. Yeah, yeah, but I, I did love Bailey getting the hell out of there. Yes, that was as soon as she won the match. She's like, okay, I want to get get out of here. I did love when she was talking. It was a Charlie in the back, whoever she was talking to, and her line was. uh, I got to go watch my best friend, you know, rest for the Raw Women's Championship now. And Charlotte comes by, you haven't seen me, and runs. (laughs) Wow, okay. Yeah, uh, next match, uh, the Revival defeating the New Day by submission. Okay, Corey Graves tipped this match because he says that, like, oh, the Revival pick apart a uh, body part and just work on it. And I'm like, and like. Well, in fairness, he's right. That's what they do. But in fairness, that's what every tag team does. (laughs) It's not it's it's not unique. It's not like like once upon a time you'd have a team like the Hart Foundation or like the Horsemen or like you know what I mean who would work on a knee the yeah, whole yeah, match or yeah. something like that. Not every team did that. Some guys just clubbed you. Some guys just beat the bejesus out of yeah, you. Yeah, they cut the ring in half and then But they now just every villain team uses that method. And it's not as interesting in that vein cuz you kind of have the formula down now. Now I get it. There's only so many ways to do this. Yeah. But I don't know. It just it, I'm watching it, and when Corey said that, even I, my thought process was everybody does that. That's not unique to them, Corey. Yeah. Um, I also don't like that they've started doing dives and stuff. The revival, 
Like, I, yeah. I'm bothered by that because their whole MO, and again, this is from NXT to the main roster, was no flips, just fists. Yeah. Like, that was their thing. It was just going to beat you down and beat you on the a, mat. A, a, a totally Blanchard, Arn Anderson kind of yes. style. All uh, of even a sudden, more, more so than the, the Good Brothers. All of a sudden, we're doing suicide dives and other you know stuff that I'm just like, no, that is completely against no, what you're no, supposed no, to be you, doing. You are a wrestler's wrestler, is what right. You and I be. loved that about them. You know, the, I, I it just it made them stand out in a different way because they refused yeah. to do those kinds of things. Whereas everybody is doing super kicks and, and suicide dives yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, and for for those who don't watch the old school stuff, go watch a Brainbusters match in the WWF. Yeah, absolutely. Or our Tolly Blanchard, Arn Anderson, and NWA. Yeah, it, it's just that that's what these guys. The Good Brothers kind of remind me a little bit of that because of, a little uh, bit, yeah. of, of uh, Luke Gallows size. But these guys have more of that style. That that's sometimes. What, some yeah. Well, that was much lately. Uh, in the uh, in a tag match. Which oh, was, by the way, it was, it was, the match was good. I thought it was uh, all yeah, right. It was, yeah, it was yeah, good. It wasn't yeah. amazing. It wasn't the best yeah. match for either team. I, I, I just, I'm mean, not always a fan. I know you got to do the different styles of sometimes, and it's nice to see. Okay, title change hand that way, like by yeah. submission. But like sometimes, like the beatdowns going on, you're like, you know, you wait for something to happen or some you know, kind of miracle thing. But, mm-hmm. You know, and it works. I thought the New Day was going to win this match, but kind of survived the revival. One, I guess, pretty much tells you they're. Going to SmackDown because SmackDown kind of needs some tag teams. True, considering that we just found out ALP is coming back some sometime. Yeah, on the same brand as <laughs> the Viking Raiders, it seems like. Yeah, I, I can't imagine they're going to be on the same. They're going to have to be on different shows. Yeah, they're going to have yeah. to. That was a good ALP promo, by the way. It was. It made them look because you're like, hey, finally, hey, let's not use. Um, do they need a mouthpiece? I know we're sidetracking here, but since we're talking about t- tag teams, does this ALP? Need one or do? Oh they just- yes! Oh, absolutely! Sit down interviews are one thing. Mm-hmm. Putting a microphone in their hands and having them talk is a whole other story. Uh, I don't. Uh, granted, we haven't seen them cut a promo in a very long time. But that being said, last time I saw, they were not great at that. Sit down interviews are wonderful. Yeah, because you added everything up. Give them a mouthpiece. Yeah, and a serious one. Don't give me Drake Maverick in no. mini AOP gear again, please. No. But they had Paul Ellery. I, uh, yeah. And that just went away because, yeah. well, Paul, I guess, couldn't do the schedule, which makes sense. But come on. Like, no, just don't, yeah. please. All right. The uh, the women's tag team match, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defeating um, Fire and Ice. Not Fire and Ice. What is it? Uh, fire and, and Desire. Desire. Thank yeah, you. That's what it was. Yeah, Mandy and uh, Sonya Deville. Um, a little interruption by uh, by the uh, the 24-7 title, but... Um, you know, it was it was it was all right. I mean, it, it kind of surprises me. That was all right. Yeah, it wasn't with, bad. With, with like Alexa and Nikki, like I mean, I thought the wrestling was good throughout the night, but like it just surprises me because they're always like, you know, are they going to stick together? Are they not? Like, not like I'm waiting for an Alexa swerve. But I, but I, I but it, to me, seeing them work together kind of makes the team mean more. Yeah, no, I agree. Because because it's not like she's like you know Alexa's not like winking her eye like. Oh, I, I don't, you know, I'm just with you because it'd be a tag team champion. Right. It's not like she's done with her previous quote unquote friends where there's always that she's clearly using you as a shield. She's using yeah. you as a, as a roadblock. She's, you know what I mean? She, this very clearly seems like they're on the same side. Yeah. Yeah. Because when they, when they had the match, the tag match uh, at the, the SmackDown we were mm-hmm. at, and then when Nikki got beat up and Alexa got distracted by it, because it had more of like, well, I got distracted because, oh crap, my partner's in peril. Yeah. And then she lost. And then here, I, 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 I did a good job with that. And Nikki's- Agreed. It, it's it's what we've kind of been waiting for. I think the character development of Nikki, she's getting more, which is nice. Getting more there, yeah. yeah. But but don't like give her a makeover if that's where this. No, is No, leave her as is, please. <laughs> I don't need another one who looks like everybody else. I like yeah. the different look. Yeah. 
Uh, in a match that um, featured a lot of a uh, guy that wasn't in the match, Sami Zayn, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura defeating The Miz. And I was completely wrong in this. Now, I know why this, the match went this way, because it gives Sami and, and Shinsuke something. Right. But I thought, like, with Chris Jericho and AEW, I thought, oh, they're going to give Miz the title. He's going to break the record. Uh, clearly not the case. That's You know what? That's a good, unique call, but I didn't think of that. I thought of... Uh... I thought of um, I just I my pick was Shinsuke because yeah. the thing with with Sammy's new and yeah, Miz it, doesn't have much is. happening right now. No, so. no, it, it, you know it, it's ever since the face turn he's had like nothing this year. They never have anything for their faces <laughs> ever. Look up and down the card and tell me what face yeah. has anything. I mean, really, none of them have any meaningful stories. Uh, Seth, thank God, yeah. seems like he's now getting one possibly with the fiend. Yeah, but that's we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and, and the women. Well, I guess I mean Becky's is speaking of Becky. Becky's and Sasha's is the only one that feels. But I, I mean, it's the only one that feels like it has any actual heat to it. Yeah. Now that being said, over the last couple of weeks, I feel like that's gone. I don't know because I, is that match next? Yeah, that was the okay. next match. Okay, because Becky beats her pretty decisively. Uh, with that submission, that that kind of surprised me. Yeah, and then she proceeds to trounce her the 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 following uh, Raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the tag match, yeah. And then didn't she also get the best of her on SmackDown? I could be wrong, but I feel like she might have. I feel like she also got the best of her on SmackDown. Um, I don't know. Go ahead and talk about the match. I'll look this up. All right. Okay. I thought to me when this match happened, it was at that point the match of the night. Oh, agreed. Absolutely. Um, it, they, I mean, hard fought match. Yeah. Uh, both ladies looked intense. Yeah. I liked it. And, and by the way, can I, for the internet people out there, were like, oh, the pop or, or this, or people are cheering, you know, Sasha. Like, Sasha has fans. You know, yes. Bailey's got fans. Charlotte's got fans. I mean, Becky's the star. I mean, nobody's dethroning her. I mean, she might lose the title, but she's still your person. Like, when John Cena doesn't have your championship, he's still the champion or, or you know, the lead guy. Uh, yeah. But this match, it had a great storytelling. And and then the fact that when this match ended, you know the way it did, you know, with uh, and they, they go into the crowd. I mean, it reminded me of Austin Rock. Yeah, and just you know they're fighting, you know, and they come back in, and, and just the, the crowd like doesn't want it to stop. Right. Nope. I agree. Okay, this is what happened on SmackDown. Right. I forgot. Sasha took on Charlotte and almost lost. She had to be oh. saved by Bailey. Wow. And then when Car- they were beating up on Charlotte, and then Carmella comes out and cl- clears house. Uh, yeah, Sasha in like two or three weeks is supposed to be in a Hell in a Cell match. Not necessarily. I don't know if it's that match, but I think she, they have. I think it cell. probably yeah, is. Yeah. But she's supposed to be in a match at Hell in a Cell with Becky. How are you going to heat this back up? Because you've done nothing but cool her off for the last you know three appearances she's had. Yeah, um, you did a fairly decent job leading up to it of putting heat on her, but now you've done undone all of that. Yeah, like, yeah. I, what is it with them and cooling people off immediately? Yeah, I don't get I, it. I don't know. Are they worried like, oh, she's going to get more chairs than Becky? No, that's well, not going to happen. But here's my thing. They, they, you should wish you'd have the problem yeah. where somebody's going to get more popular than the most popular person you've had in a while. Yeah. You should pray for that problem. Because you tried to hold down Becky last year when the skyrocket was going up. It's like, well, we got Charlotte. Charlotte's the face. And we have Ronda. And then that's, how yeah. quickly did that turn? But I just, it, it irritates me how they're doing that because the match yeah. was very... Very good, and I yeah. mean, very easily Sasha could could have gotten her heat back the next night or on yeah, SmackDown or yeah. something. But they've just gone against that for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe, maybe I'll change this week. And I will say this because, like, with certain pops, and I'm going, I'm going old school here. Okay, I'm going 1989 Royal Rumble. Okay, okay, when Hulk Hogan. Yes, you know, your, your man on top, not the champion of the time, because Randy Savage was the champion. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But, but Royal Rumble. And and he ends up the battle with the big boss man and Akeem, mm-hmm. and he gets thrown out. Yeah, you know now he had the big cheer coming out, but there's the pop of him getting eliminated. Yeah, you know it's like oh because they're you know hey he's not going to win the match, but yeah. like 
So, like, even though, like your top guys, yes, other people will cheer other instances, but yeah. your top person is still Well, your and top you're always going to have the people who are going to be counter. Always. When we yeah. were at SmackDown, there were people out there cheering for Randy Orton. Yeah. These, these do, you could just tell the douchey internet fans. You could just tell yeah. from looking yeah. at them. Um, but they're out there cheering Randy Orton, and I literally turned and said to them, "Really? Because you're gonna boo him if he wins." Yeah, I was like, "I like you, you can't make. They're gonna always cheer against what they're supposed to cheer for." Yeah, and it's just dumb to me to be counterculture on purpose. Uh, in any event, yes, Sasha has supporters, but watching the show, I didn't go, "Wow, ooh, 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 Becky's not popular anymore." Yeah, yeah. No, Becky still had a load of supporters. Yeah. Right. And Sasha had some, but not more than Becky. Yeah. And in the crowd, especially if you're there at the event, it will always seem louder to you sitting right there. If the people are chanting it right around you. Exactly. Than it does at home. If say like say your third of the arena is chanting for Sasha. okay, And two thirds of the arena is chanting for Becky where you're sitting sounds louder than the other two thirds because they're right next to you. Yes. Yes. Because I had the guy and I was the same guy. Same guy. Same (laughs) guy. Right behind me. I didn't want to look around. I didn't want to turn around and look at him. Oh, but but there was times like the Randy Orton and other chants he had. Yes. Um. And, and I, I can't remember. But it's like, really, dude? Yeah. I this, dude, is, this is where we're going with this. I was annoying. It was super annoying. You know. You know. And I think sometimes this is why people are you know like are quiet at events because you got some somebody that just won't shut the heck up. I agree. I uh, agree. You're not as funny as you think you are. No. No. In any event, a good match. The girls worked really hard, yeah, and yeah. they had they they had the best match at that point. I, I, yeah, I would say so. Uh, a match that got good at the end. Randy Orton uh, taking out Kofi Kingston. Kofi retaining. Yeah, it's a real good thing got good at the end because it was boring the rest of it. Yeah, so when Randy hit the RKO, that's when the match got better. Oh yeah, for sure. When it's damn near over. I yeah. mean, it was, it was, <laughs> when the match got there, yeah, it was. It seemed good. But it was like leading up to that was such a it, it, snore. It, it was plodding I, along. I'm, I, and I hate to be this way. I hate to say these sort of things, but I'm done with Randy Orton. He has had so many chances over the last like two to three years to really kind of, all right, it, it's time to kick it into high gear again and be the Randy Orton that we all remember at one point. Yeah. Um, and he just doesn't. We all say it all the time. This match will be great if Randy is motivated. And he never, ever seems motivated. It is always the slowest pace in the world, with a ton of standing. One of the, like he, he did it no less than three times. He'd land some kind of move and lean over on the ropes and just lean there with his head down. You know what I mean? And look around for a minute. And you're just like, dude, do something. You're just wasting time at this point. And he does his his matches are just so plotting. They're boring. You're not big enough to be that slow. His his best match of, of the year was against AJ at WrestleMania. Oh, absolutely. That was without it, a it, doubt. Maybe because of the, the quality of opponent or whatever, but like that was like, give me that Randy Orton. Yeah, or, 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 or give me the last five. I don't know if that was Orton just here. because AJ just felt felt so fresh or what it was, but yeah, yeah no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, it was disappointing, but like I, the end, the end got dramatic because it, the end did get dramatic. And I mean, I, I was a little surprised to see Kofi get such a decisive clean win. But I was glad he did. But he, I think he needed that. Oh, agreed. I just, to. I just naturally expected they were going to stretch this feud out. Yeah. I didn't think it was over. But knowing now that Brock Lesnar is challenging Kofi Kingston, yeah. which I'm actually way more for than Brock against Seth again. Yeah. So I'm way more into that. Yeah. Um, that'll be interesting to see. Who's had the better reign since Mania? Because the only two champions since Mania that still have their belts, and I'm not counting Seth because he had an interruption there, is Becky or Kofi? Who, who's, who oh, have they done a better job I would job say with? Becky. I would, I would absolutely say Becky because 
Becky, at least like some of her matches have been really intense. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, with the Natalia match. Yeah, the Natalia match. I mean, the Sasha one that just happened was intense. Yeah. The the um, I, none of Kofi's matches have felt well, great because he had the Samo- was it Samoa Joe he had right, mm-hmm. and then he had uh, the Randy had so- or, and we uh, kept thinking Storm. to ourselves, all right, well this this one should be yeah. <laughs> this should be great, and then it never got great. Yeah, so it was a bummer. Yeah, and, and a match where uh, um, this is what I predicted last week for the next match. By the way, yeah, that this would happen. I, I will say this because in every like pay per view for the last year, I'd always say, oh, Luke Harper is going to come out and do this. Of course, Luke oh, Harper like that. Which would be cool to see. However, right. you know, he wanted his release, so they have no plans for him. It's true. Dave has been predicting this for going on 14 years now. Oh, God. Um, yeah, even before it, Luke Harper it, knew, it before, knew before Luke Harper was born, Dave was <laughs> was predicting his uh, his return. Uh, finally, Luke Harper shows up. I should have known it. After I read a report that says he won't be there because they've got nothing for him, of course he shows up. Uh, I thought, too. He he shows up and costs Roman the match. It was a, the brawl itself was fine. It was a, it was a good brawl. It was well, it, it helped because it was which was good. It was a no rules match. Yeah, and, you know that these styles, this style of Eric Rowan. Yeah, and, and Roman. And I will say match. I'm still tired of the Roman's going to get beat up for 15 minutes and then start landing Superman punches. That's that yeah. gets old. Um, I'm not asking you to give me Roman doing hurricane ranas and stuff, but I mean something else. You know, could you could throw a scoop slam in once in a while or a yeah. A DDT or give me something. Give me something else. I, I, I will say this because I thought we get like a Daniel Bryan sighting. Yeah. Because I thought like, okay, either we're getting swerved or Daniel's going to come out, try to stop Eric, accidentally hit Roman. That was my initial prediction. I think we're on the way back to face Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I think we're heading back that direction. Yeah, because we see some um, tag matches here coming up. Yeah, which could, I mean, still be a swerve, but I think that's the way it's going. I think we're going back to good guy Daniel Bryan. Yeah. So so now what what, what, what Luke and Eric? Are they the bludgeoned? Uh, good, are they good, anything? Uh, <laughs> Just, just you know, kicker, I, that's yeah. the thing. We need explanation from them. Um, I like it. I like that they're that, that Luke Harper came back, yeah. but I need to understand why. Is this part of something bigger? Are they working with Bray again? Are they like what's happening here? I need to know more about why they got back together. Um, and maybe something as simple as like they've both, you know, people have tried to control both of them yeah. since they, they started and. And, yeah, because you, know, you can say Daniel's trying to control uh, yeah. Eric. I, I would say this is the first time in a long time that people cared about an Eric Rowan match. So they've, oh, done, a good, yeah. they've done a good job with that. Yeah. I mean, they and, have a tag team. But and I mean, his first side. real outing in a pay-per-view singles match, yeah. real. I mean, I understand it's not the first time technically, yeah, but he real. Had that, he had that stairs match with the big show. Yeah, and he had a, a <laughs> six-second match against the Rock at WrestleMania. Oh, that's right. He's um, that. <laughs> so he has that distinction. But in any event, he uh, his first real big singles match on a pay-per-view, his first real big one, was good. Yeah. Was, he had a good match. I mean, you know, it wasn't match of the night, but it was a solid match. Yeah. He had a good performance, so good for them. Yep. Oh, uh, oh one match on the card. Oh, you mean the <clears throat> main event of the evening for the Universal Championship, the champion, Seth freaking Rollins versus the challenger, the monster among men, Braun Strowman. Yes, Dave? <laughs> you seem to have I'm, I'm sighing. <laughs> you seem to have thoughts there. I didn't think the match was bad. No, um, no. I thought the match was, was I, good. I, I, th- I thought it was a better Seth Rollins match. Yeah. This is where it got, and I think even the crowd was like, really? Yeah. Was, was when, it, when it took like, you know, like the stop after stop. Well, my like, thing is that I'll give him that because he's a monster. I, I will take that overall one F five loss 
any yes. day of the week. Okay, uh, yeah, and I, I agree he with stomped you on that. him what four times four. and then pedigreed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take that being required to beat Braun over one F five. My my uh, here's and and the fiend by the way, which I think everybody saw coming afterwards. Yeah, it wasn't that, too much because that was something we talked about last week, where it's like if this is the last match, the fiend is coming out because because mm-hmm. if this match is early in the card, the fiend's not coming out. Right. If if, if the fiend thing wasn't going on, like I, I, I let me put it this way, if if the fiend wasn't happening, then like Braun should have gone over. But with the fiend happening to mm-hmm. me. Braun should have not even been in this match. My problem is this, though. This is the issue I have here. Is I feel like we're in a no-win situation because I agree with that statement, that statement that you made, but I'm also concerned that Seth has no strong heels right now no. to work with. The Fiend is about it. Yeah. And we have rushed to this. The Fiend had one pay-per-view match. Yeah. One match. One match. That's the all, Fiend that's has had good. one match, and all of a sudden, he's having a Hell in a Cell match, for the Universal Championship against Seth Rollins. Kicking off a feud in a Hell in a Cell. Here's my problem. Remember the last time Bray randomly had a Hell in a Cell match that didn't really quite fit the feud? Was it the John Cena? Uh, I thought it was Dean Ambrose. Well, they had some matches, too. They had The TV well, one they had was the, not. The yeah. TV was, is that Hell in a Cell? Or is that just a regular match? Like extreme, extreme rules match. I don't remember, With dude. the exploding TV. Now I got to look it up. You're going to... You're gonna... <sighs> Okay, but that like, was terrible. If, if this was going to be the way they were going, Braun should have not have been this guy because he said no one situation. Put somebody else in there. And maybe Agreed. there isn't somebody else because here's the thing: if Braun won and the Fiend came out, we'd be complaining in the month that oh, Braun just uh, lost to the Fiend. You know, so his reign means nothing. Right. Okay. It looks like it was Bray Wyatt Roman Reigns. Ah. Okay. I don't know why it said Dean Ambrose. I knew it was one of those guys. Yeah. Um. In any event, but Bray Wyatt Roman Reigns hell in a cell. Um, is what it is. It wasn't a great match. Uh, I I remember watching it being like, mm, you know. But <sighs> my concern being that the, the feud doesn't call for Hell in a Cell no. yet at this point. And this is why I have a problem with a pay-per-view called Hell in a Cell where you force the match inside Hell, of a, Hell you, in a Cell. Just let Becky and Sasha have it. They're, they're, that's they're the, the only ones that make that, any that's sense. That's what people want to see. At this point, yeah. to be in the Hell in a Cell. Yep. Bray and Rome or Bray and Rome. Bray and uh, uh, Seth make no sense. And my concern being that, okay, the Fiend absolutely needs to win. Yes, he's yeah. too easy. He's too popular right now to take a loss right now this early. But here's the thing: I also feel like it's too early for him to become champion as the Fiend character. I think the Fiend needs a little more time to establish and dispatch of a few people before he goes after the title. So I don't feel like this is a good move either direction we go because he can't lose. No. He just can't. That no, would be horrible can't. for his character. Yeah. At the same time, I I don't necessarily want him to win the belt yet. I want The Fiend to become champion, but I don't want him to be yet because I have zero faith that they have a plan for The Fiend as champion. Because you got to keep this up because think about this. Okay, so he wins that Survivor Series, you know, if, if they keep the formatting the same where they fight yeah. the champions. And who's I guess Kofi or, or Kofi or maybe Brock? Brock, Brock. could you mention that match? <laughs> and now don't get me wrong, I'd be jazzed to see a Fiend versus Brock match. That'd be kind of cool, you know. Yeah. But that being said, Brock's not going to let the Fiend beat him. If you if you think that's happening, you're wrong because Brock will not do that. I can pretty much guarantee that, that, that. match won't have like a clean finish. Yeah, like it would either have a not clean finish or the Fiend would lose. Yeah. You know, and I, that's not what we need. I just I don't know the search way. The situation's murky to me. I'm iffy about it. The match with Braun, we need to get back to that. Since Seth was 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 good, 
Yeah. It was good. Yeah. It, it, I don't think it ever got to great, but it was good. I still think Max and Knight was Sashi and Sashi. Sasha and Becky. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. So. I, I just want – it was – when The Fiend came out, I was like, okay, I, I get this is why Seth went over. Yeah. I just felt like, what do you do with Braun now? Because here's a guy that's had ample opportunities. That's the problem. I don't. I have no you, idea. You know, Maybe he gets drafted to SmackDown. You know, is he going to go after AJ? Is he going to go after Kofi? And the know? draft's coming up. Maybe he goes to SmackDown. You know, maybe yeah. that happens, which wouldn't yeah. be such a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, because you could have put Drew McIntyre in that match. You know. Yeah. Drew was on the show. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. So. In any event, uh, we're complaining that Drew lost. Like, so, yeah, I know. That's Clash of Champions <laughs> and uh, Clash of Champions. I don't know if I got to grade it. Really, only one match in the card that I felt was like was hit that great level. I mean, and I think the rest of them I think were good. Yeah, yeah, nothing like stunk. Eh. But, but it was like I mean, there's a couple. Okay, like like the AJ. Like I, okay, you and I did. But again, that's more. That, that was more on where it was and, yeah, and they how, rushed how it fast and, and, it was, yeah. and it didn't help anybody. Um, I don't know, maybe a seven. I get seven, seven and a half. I mean, I, I, the See, one, I'd go six and a half to seven somewhere in there for the paper. So we'll, but, we'll call the seven. Well, I'll round, yeah, yeah, we round about to seven. The women's match, I think I would go back and, and watch again. Some of yeah. the other ones, yeah. you know, and I always kind of look at a show. Would I go back and, and watch this again? I wouldn't watch a show again. I'd watch that match. Yeah. I'd watch the Becky and Sasha match. That would be all I'd watch. Yeah, that's about it. So that's it for this week. Uh, we've got Hell in a Cell coming up in a couple of weeks, so we got to talk to you about that. Uh, next week, uh, you know. A lot I, of wrestling. A lot of wrestling. We've got so much coming, dude. Yeah. we got NXT on weeknights are on uh, USA now. We've got uh, a, a All Elite Wrestling Dynamite is going to start airing on, yeah. what, the 4th or something like that? Isn't that what it is? October 4th? Yep. Uh, um, 3rd, 2nd. What, what the first Wednesday in October, right? Yeah. Yes, the first Wednesday in October. Uh, so they'll be airing, so that'll be that'll be awesome. And we got uh, Wild Women of Wrestling. Uh, going to have just some more guests from them coming up on their show. Absolutely, which is going to be awesome. So we've got yeah. lots coming down the pipeline. Make sure you so get in touch with us. Like right we want to know what uh, what you guys have to say. We want to know your thoughts. What did you think of Clash of Champions? What do you think about King Corbin? Uh, let us know what you're thinking. ESPR at FM99.com. We want to hear from you. Until next week, remember to eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. <laughs>